0: Exodus chapter 13. The Lord spoke to Moses. Set apart to me every firstborn male, the first offspring of every womb among the Israelites, whether human or animal. It is mine. Moses said to the people, Remember this day on which you came out from Egypt, from the place where you were enslaved. For the Lord brought you out of there with a mighty hand, and no bread made with yeast may be eaten. On this day, in the month of Abib, you are going out. When the Lord brings you to the land of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Hivites, and Jebusites, which he swore to your fathers to give you, a land flowing with milk and honey, then you will keep this ceremony in this month. For seven days you must eat bread made without yeast. And on the seventh day there is to be a festival to the Lord. Bread made without yeast must be eaten for seven days. No bread made with yeast shall be seen among you, and you must have no yeast among you within any of your borders. You are to tell your son on that day, It is because of what the Lord did for me when I came out of Egypt. It will be a sign for you on your hand and a memorial on your forehead, so that the law of the Lord may be in your mouth, For with a mighty hand the Lord brought you out of Egypt. So you must keep this ordinance at its appointed time from year to year. When the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites, as he swore to you and to your fathers, and gives it to you, then you must give over to the Lord the first offspring of every womb, every firstling of a beast that you have. The males will be the Lord's. Every firstling of a donkey you must redeem with a lamb. And if you do not redeem it, then you must break its neck. Every firstborn of your sons you must redeem. In the future, when your son asks you, What is this? You are to tell him, With a mighty hand the Lord brought us out from Egypt, from the land of slavery, when Pharaoh stubbornly refused to release us. The Lord killed all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of people to the firstborn of animals. That is why I am sacrificing to the Lord the first male offspring of every womb, but all my firstborn sons I will redeem. It will be for a sign on your hand and for frontlets on your forehead, for with a mighty hand the Lord brought us out of Egypt When Pharaoh released the people, God did not lead them by the way to the land of the Philistines, although that was nearby. For God said, Lest the people change their minds, and return to Egypt when they experience war. So God brought the people around by the way of the wilderness to the Red Sea, and the Israelites went up from the land of Egypt, prepared for battle. Moses took the bones of Joseph with him. For Joseph had made the Israelites solemnly swear... God will surely attend to you, and you will carry my bones up from this place with you. They journeyed from Sukkoth and camped in Etham on the edge of the desert. Now the Lord was going before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them in the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, so that they could travel day or night. He did not remove the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. Exodus chapter 14. The Lord spoke to Moses, Tell the Israelites that they must turn and camp before Pi-Hahirath, between Migdal and the sea. You are to camp by the sea before Baal-Zephon, opposite it. Pharaoh will think regarding the Israelites. They are wandering around confused in the land. The desert has closed in on them. I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and he will chase after them. I will gain honor. Because of Pharaoh, and because of all his army. And the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. So this is what they did. When it was reported to the king of Egypt that the people had fled, the heart of Pharaoh and his servants was turned against the people. And the king and his servants said, What in the world have we done? For we have released the people of Israel from serving us. Then he prepared his chariots and took his army with him. He took six hundred select chariots and all the rest of the chariots of Egypt and officers on all of them. But the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he chased after the Israelites. Now the Israelites were going out defiantly. The Egyptians chased after them and all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh and his horsemen and his army overtook them camping by the sea beside Pi-Hahiroth, before Baal-Zephon. When Pharaoh got closer, The Israelites looked up, and there were the Egyptians, marching after them, and they were terrified. The Israelites cried out to the Lord, and they said to Moses, Is it because there are no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the desert? What in the world have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt?' Isn't this what we told you in Egypt? Leave us alone so that we can serve the Egyptians, because it is better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. Moses said to the people, Do not fear. Stand firm and see the salvation of the Lord that he will provide for you today. For the Egyptians that you see today, you will never ever see again. The Lord will fight for you, and you can be still. The Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on, and as for you, lift up your staff and extend your hand toward the sea and divide it, so that the Israelites may go through the middle of the sea on dry ground. And as for me, I am going to harden the hearts of the Egyptians, so that they will come after them. That I may be honored because of Pharaoh and his army and his chariots and his horsemen. And the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord when I have gained my honor because of Pharaoh, his chariots and horsemen. The angel of God, who was going before the camp of Israel, moved and went behind them, and the pillar of cloud moved from before them and stood behind them. It came between the Egyptian camp and the Israelite camp. It was a dark cloud, and it lit up the night, so that one camp did not come near the other the whole night. Moses stretched out his hand toward the sea, and the Lord drove the sea apart by a strong east wind all that night. And he made the sea into dry land, and the water was divided. So the Israelites went through the middle of the sea, on dry ground, the water forming a wall for them on their right and on their left. The Egyptians chased them and followed them into the middle of the sea, all the horses of Pharaoh, his chariots and his horsemen. In the morning watch, the Lord looked down on the Egyptian army through the pillar of fire and cloud, and he threw the Egyptian army into a panic. He jammed the wheels of their chariots so that they had difficulty driving. And the Egyptians said, Let's flee from Israel, for the Lord fights for them against Egypt. The Lord said to Moses, Extend your hand toward the sea, so that the waters may flow back on the Egyptians on their chariots and on their horsemen. So Moses extended his hand toward the sea, and the sea returned to its normal state when the sun began to rise. Now the Egyptians were fleeing before it, But the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the middle of the sea. The water returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen and all the army of Pharaoh that was coming after the Israelites into the sea. Not so much as one of them survived. But the Israelites walked on dry ground in the middle of the sea, the water forming a wall for them on their right and on their left. So the Lord saved Israel on that day from the power of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the shore of the sea. When Israel saw the great power that the Lord had exercised over the Egyptians, they feared the Lord, and they believed in the Lord and in his servant Moses. Exodus chapter 15. Then Moses and the Israelites sang this song to the Lord. They said, I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and its rider he has thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. This is my God, and I will praise him, my father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. The chariots of Pharaoh and his army he has thrown into the sea, and his chosen officers were drowned in the Red Sea. The depths have covered them. They went down to the bottom like a stone. Your right hand, O Lord, was majestic in power. Your right hand, O Lord, shattered the enemy. In the abundance of your majesty, you have overthrown those who rise up against you. You sent forth your wrath. It consumed them like stubble. By the blast of your nostrils, the waters were piled up. The flowing water stood upright like a heap, and the deep waters were solidified in the heart of the sea. The enemy said, I will chase, I will overtake, I will divide the spoil, my desire will be satisfied on them, I will draw my sword, my hand will destroy them. But you blew your breath, and the sea covered them. They sank like lead in the mighty waters. Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, majestic in holiness, fearful in praises, working wonders? You stretched out your right hand. The earth swallowed them. By your loyal love, you will lead the people whom you have redeemed. You will guide them by your strength to your holy dwelling place. The nations will hear and tremble. Anguish will seize the inhabitants of Philistia. Then the chiefs of Edom will be terrified. Trembling will seize the leaders of Moab, and the inhabitants of Canaan will shake. Fear and dread will fall on them. By the greatness of your arm, they will be as still as stone. Until your people pass by, O Lord, until the people whom you have bought pass by. You will bring them in and plant them in the mountain of your inheritance, in the place you made your residence, O Lord, the sanctuary o lord that your hands have established the lord will reign forever and ever for the horses of pharaoh came with his chariots and his footmen into the sea and the lord brought back the waters of the sea on them but the israelites walked on dry land in the middle of the sea miriam the prophetess the sister of Aaron, took a hand drum in her hand, and all the women went out after her with hand drums and with dances. Miriam sang in response to them, Sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously, the horse and its rider he has thrown into the sea. Then Moses led Israel to journey away from the Red Sea. They went out to the wilderness of Shur, walked for three days into the wilderness, and found no water. Then they came to Marah, but they were not able to drink the waters of Marah, because they were bitter. That is why its name was Marah. So the people murmured against Moses, saying, What can we drink? He cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. When Moses threw it into the water, the water became safe to drink. There the Lord made for them a binding ordinance, and there he tested them. He said, if you will diligently obey the Lord, your God, and do what is right in his sight, and pay attention to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, then all the diseases that I brought on the Egyptians I will not bring on you, for I the Lord am your healer. Then they came to Elim, where there were twelve wells of water and seventy palm trees, and they camped there by the water. Exodus chapter 16. When they journeyed from Elam, the entire company of Israelites came to the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai, on the fifteenth day of the second month after their exodus from the land of Egypt. The entire company of Israelites murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. The Israelites said to them, If only we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the pots of meat, when we ate bread to the full, for you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Then the Lord said to Moses, I am going to rain bread from heaven for you, and the people will go out and gather the amount for each day, so that I may test them. Will they walk in my law or not? On the sixth day they will prepare what they bring in, and it will be twice as much as they gather every other day. Moses and Aaron said to all the Israelites, In the evening you will know that the Lord has brought you out of the land of Egypt, and in the morning you will see the glory of the Lord, because he has heard your murmurings against the Lord. As for us, what are we that you should murmur against us? Moses said, You will know this when the Lord gives you meat to eat in the evening and bread in the morning to satisfy you, because the Lord has heard your murmurings, that you are murmuring against him. As for us, what are we? Your murmurings are not against us, but against the Lord. Then Moses said to Aaron, Tell the whole community of the Israelites, Come before the Lord, because he has heard your murmurings. As Aaron spoke to the whole community of the Israelites, and they looked toward the wilderness, there the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. And the Lord spoke to Moses, I have heard the murmurings of the Israelites. Tell them, During the evening you will eat meat, and in the morning you will be satisfied with bread, so that you may know that I am the Lord your God. In the evening the quail came up and covered the camp, and in the morning a layer of dew was all around the camp. When the layer of dew had evaporated, there on the surface of the wilderness was a thin flaky substance, thin like frost on the earth. When the Israelites saw it, they said to one another, What is it? Because they did not know what it was. Moses said to them, It is the bread that the Lord has given you for food. This is what the Lord has commanded. Each person is to gather from it what he can eat, an omer per person, according to the number of your people. Each one will pick it up for whoever lives in his tent. The Israelites did so, and they gathered, some more, some less. When they measured with an omer, the one who gathered much had nothing left over, and the one who gathered little lacked nothing. Each one had gathered what he could eat. Moses said to them, No one is to keep any of it until morning. But they did not listen to Moses. Some kept part of it until morning, and it was full of worms and began to stink. And Moses was angry with them. So they gathered it each morning, each person according to what he could eat. And when the sun got hot, it would melt. And on the sixth day, they gathered twice as much food, two omers per person. And all the leaders of the community came and told Moses. He said to them, This is what the Lord has said. Tomorrow is a time of cessation from work, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. Whatever you want to bake, bake today. Whatever you want to boil, boil today. Whatever is left, put aside for yourselves to be kept until morning. So they put it aside until the morning, just as Moses had commanded. And it did not stink, nor were there any worms in it. Moses said, Eat it today, for today is a Sabbath to the Lord. Today you will not find it in the area. Six days you will gather it. But on the seventh day, the Sabbath, there will not be any. On the seventh day, some of the people went out to gather it, but they found nothing. So the Lord said to Moses, How long do you refuse to obey my commandments and my instructions? See, because the Lord has given you the Sabbath, that is why he is giving you food for two days on the sixth day. Each of you stay where you are. Let no one go out of his place on the seventh day. So the people rested on the seventh day. The house of Israel called its name manna. It was like coriander seed and was white, and it tasted like wafers with honey. Moses said, This is what the Lord has commanded. Fill an omer with it to be kept for generations to come, so that they may see the food I fed you in the wilderness when I brought you out from the land of Egypt. Moses said to Aaron, Take a jar and put in it an omer full of manna, and place it before the Lord to be kept for generations to come. Just as the Lord commanded Moses, so Aaron placed it before the Ark of the Testimony for safekeeping. Now the Israelites ate manna forty years, until they came to a land that was inhabited. They ate manna until they came to the border of the land of Canaan. Now an omer is one-tenth of an ephah. Exodus chapter 17. The whole community of the Israelites travelled on their journey from the wilderness of Sin according to the Lord's instruction, and they pitched camp in Rephidim. Now there was no water for the people to drink. So the people contended with Moses, and they said, Give us water to drink. Moses said to them, Why do you contend with me? Why do you test the Lord? But the people were very thirsty there for water. And they murmured against Moses and said, Why in the world did you bring us up from Egypt to kill us and our children and our cattle with thirst? Then Moses cried out to the Lord, What will I do with this people a little more and they will stone me? The Lord said to Moses, Go over before the people, take with you some of the elders of Israel, and take in your hand your staff with which you struck the Nile, and go. I will be standing before you there on the rock in Horeb and you will strike the rock and water will come out of it so that the people may drink. And Moses did so in plain view of the elders of Israel. He called the name of the place Massah and Meribah because of the contending of the Israelites and because of their testing the Lord saying, Is the Lord among us or not? Amalek came and attacked Israel in Rephidim. So Moses said to Joshua, Choose some of our men and go out. Fight against Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua fought against Amalek, just as Moses had instructed him. And Moses and Aaron and Hur went up to the top of the hill. Whenever Moses would raise his hands, then Israel prevailed. But whenever he would rest his hands, then Amalek prevailed. When the hands of Moses became heavy, they took a stone and put it under him. And Aaron and Hur held up his hands, one on one side and one on the other. And so his hands were steady until the sun went down. So Joshua destroyed Amalek and his army with the sword. The Lord said to Moses, Write this as a memorial in the book and rehearse it in Joshua's hearing for I will surely wipe out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. Moses built an altar, and he called it, The Lord is My Banner. For he said, For a hand was lifted up to the throne of the Lord, that the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. Exodus chapter 18 Jethro, the priest of Midian, Moses' father-in-law, heard about all that God had done for Moses and for his people Israel, that the Lord had brought Israel out of Egypt. Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, took Moses' wife, Zipporah, after he had sent her back, and her two sons, one of whom was named Gershom, for Moses had said, I have been a foreigner in a foreign land, and the other, Eleazar, for Moses had said, The God of my father has been my help and delivered me from the sword of Pharaoh. Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, together with Moses' sons and his wife, came to Moses in the wilderness where he was camping by the mountain of God. He said to Moses, I, your father-in-law Jethro, am coming to you, along with your wife and her two sons with her. Moses went out to meet his father-in-law and bowed down and kissed him. They each asked about the other's welfare, and then they went into the tent. Moses told his father-in-law all that the Lord had done to Pharaoh and to Egypt for Israel's sake, and all the hardship that had come on them along the way, and how the Lord had delivered them. Jethro rejoiced because of all the good that the Lord had done for Israel, whom he had delivered from the hand of Egypt. Jethro said, Blessed be the Lord, who has delivered you from the hand of Egypt, and from the hand of Pharaoh, who has delivered the people from the Egyptians' control. Now I know that the Lord is greater than all the gods, for in the thing in which they dealt proudly against them, he has destroyed them. Then Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, brought a burnt offering and sacrifices for God, and Aaron and all the elders of Israel came to eat food with the father-in-law of Moses before God. On the next day, Moses sat to judge the people, and the people stood around Moses from morning until evening. When Moses' father-in-law saw all that he was doing for the people, he said, What is this that you are doing for the people? Why are you sitting by yourself? and all the people stand around you from morning until evening. Moses said to his father-in-law, Because the people come to me to inquire of God, when they have a dispute, it comes to me, and I decide between a man and his neighbor, and I make known the decrees of God and his laws. Moses' father-in-law said to him, What you are doing is not good. You will surely wear out, both you and these people who are with you, for this is too heavy a burden for you. You are not able to do it by yourself. Now listen to me. I will give you advice, and may God be with you. You be a representative for the people to God, and you bring their disputes to God. Warn them of the statutes and the laws, and make known to them the way in which they must walk and the work they must do. But you choose from the people capable men, God-fearing men, men of truth, those who hate bribes, and put them over the people as rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties, and rulers of tens. They will judge the people under normal circumstances, and every difficult case they will bring to you, but every small case they themselves will judge, so that you may make it easier for yourself, and they will bear the burden with you. If you do this thing, and God so commands you, then you will be able to endure, and all these people will be able to go home satisfied. Moses listened to his father-in-law and did everything he had said. Moses chose capable men from all Israel, and he made them heads over the people, rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties, and rulers of tens. They judged the people under normal circumstances. The difficult cases they would bring to Moses, but every small case they would judge themselves. Then Moses sent his father-in-law on his way, and so Jethro went to his own land. Exodus chapter 19 In the third month after the Israelites went out from the land of Egypt, on the very day, They came to the desert of Sinai. After they journeyed from Rephidim, they came to the desert of Sinai and they camped in the desert. Israel camped there in front of the mountain. Moses went up to God and the Lord called to him from the mountain. Thus you will tell the house of Jacob and declare to the people of Israel, you yourselves have seen what I did to Egypt and how I lifted you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. And now, if you will diligently listen to me and keep my covenant, then you will be my special possession out of all the nations, for all the earth is mine, and you will be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words that you will speak to the Israelites. So Moses came and summoned the elders of Israel. He set before them all these words that the Lord had commanded him, And all the people answered together, All that the Lord has commanded, we will do. So Moses brought the words of the people back to the Lord. The Lord said to Moses, I am going to come to you in a dense cloud, so that the people may hear when I speak with you, and so that they will always believe in you. And Moses told the words of the people to the Lord. The Lord said to Moses, Go to the people, and sanctify them today and tomorrow and make them wash their clothes, and be ready for the third day. For on the third day the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. You must set boundaries for the people all around, saying, Take heed to yourselves not to go up on the mountain, nor touch its edge. Whoever touches the mountain will surely be put to death. No hand will touch him, but he will surely be stoned or shot through, Whether a beast or a human being, he must not live. When the ram's horn sounds a long blast, they may go up on the mountain. Then Moses went down from the mountain to the people, and sanctified the people, and they washed their clothes. He said to the people, Be ready for the third day. Do not approach your wives for marital relations. On the third day in the morning there was thunder and lightning and a dense cloud on the mountain, and the sound of a very loud horn, all the people who were in the camp trembled. Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet God, and they took their place at the foot of the mountain. Now Mount Sinai was completely covered with smoke, because the Lord had descended on it in fire, and its smoke went up like the smoke of a great furnace, and the whole mountain shook violently. When the sound of the horn grew louder and louder, Moses was speaking, and God was answering him with a voice. The Lord came down on Mount Sinai, on the top of the mountain, and the Lord summoned Moses to the top of the mountain, and Moses went up. The Lord said to Moses, Go down, and solemnly warn the people, lest they force their way through to the Lord, to look, and many of them perish. Let the priests also, who approach the Lord, sanctify themselves lest the Lord break through against them. Moses said to the Lord, The people are not able to come up to Mount Sinai because you solemnly warned us, set boundaries for the mountain and set it apart. The Lord said to him, Go, get down, and then come up and Aaron with you, but do not let the priests and the people force their way through to come up to the Lord, lest he break through against them. So Moses went down to the people and spoke to them. Exodus chapter 20 God spoke all these words. I, the Lord, am your God, who brought you from the land of Egypt, from the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me, You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is on the earth beneath or that is in the water below. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, responding to the transgression of fathers by dealing with the children to the third and fourth generations of those who reject me and showing covenant faithfulness to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold guiltless anyone who takes his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to set it apart as holy. For six days you may labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter or your male servant or your female servant or your cattle or the resident foreigner who is in your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that is in them, and he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and set it apart as holy. Honor your father and your mother, that you may live a long time in the land the Lord your God is giving to you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, nor his male servant, nor his female servant, nor his ox, nor his donkey, nor anything that belongs to your neighbor. All the people were seeing the thunderings and the lightning, and heard the sound of the horn, and saw the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they trembled with fear and kept their distance. They said to Moses, You speak to us, and we will listen, but do not let God speak with us, lest we die. Moses said to the people, Do not fear, for God has come to test you, that the fear of him may be before you so that you do not sin. The people kept their distance, but Moses drew near the thick darkness where God was. The Lord said to Moses, Thus you will tell the Israelites, You yourselves have seen that I have spoken with you from heaven. You must not make gods of silver alongside me, nor make gods of gold for yourselves. You must make for me an altar made of earth, and you will sacrifice on it your burnt offerings and your peace offerings, your sheep and your cattle. In every place where I cause my name to be honored, I will come to you and I will bless you. If you make me an altar of stone, you must not build it of stones shaped with tools. For if you use your tool on it, you have defiled it, And you must not go up by steps to my altar, so that your nakedness is not exposed. Exodus chapter 21 These are the ordinances that you will set before them. If you buy a Hebrew servant, he is to serve you for six years. But in the seventh year, he will go out free without paying anything. If he came in by himself, he will go out by himself. If he had a wife when he came in, then his wife will go out with him. If his master gave him a wife, and she bore sons or daughters, the wife and the children will belong to her master, and he will go out by himself. But if the servant should declare, I love my master, my wife, and my children, I will not go out free. Then his master must bring him to the judges, and he will bring him to the door or the doorpost, and his master will pierce his ear with an owl, and he shall serve him for ever. If a man sells his daughter as a female servant, she will not go out as the male servants do. If she does not please her master, who has designated her for himself, then he must let her be redeemed. He has no right to sell her to a foreign nation, because he has dealt deceitfully with her. If he designated her for his son, then he will deal with her according to the customary rights of daughters. If he takes another wife, he must not diminish the first one's food, her clothing, or her marital rights. If he does not provide her with these three things, then she will go out free without paying money. Whoever strikes someone so that he dies must surely be put to death. But if he does not do it with premeditation, but it happens by accident, then I will appoint for you a place where he may flee. But if a man willfully attacks his neighbor to kill him cunningly, you will take him even from my altar, that he may die. Whoever strikes his father or his mother must surely be put to death. Whoever kidnaps someone and sells him or is caught still holding him must surely be put to death. Whoever treats his father or his mother disgracefully must surely be put to death. If men fight, and one strikes his neighbor with a stone or with his fist, and he does not die, but must remain in bed, and then if he gets up and walks about outside on his staff, then the one who struck him is innocent, except he must pay for the injured person's loss of time, and see to it that he is fully healed if a man strikes his male servant or his female servant with a staff, so that he or she dies as a result of the blow, he will surely be punished. However, if the injured servant survives one or two days, the owner will not be punished, for he has suffered the loss. If men fight and hit a pregnant woman and her child is born prematurely, but there is no serious injury, the one who hit her will surely be punished in accordance with what the woman's husband demands of him, and he will pay what the court decides. But if there is serious injury, then you will give a life for a life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, bruise for bruise. If a man strikes the eye of his male servant... Or his female servant, so that he destroys it, he will let the servant go free as compensation for the eye. If he knocks out the tooth of his male servant or his female servant, he will let the servant go free as compensation for the tooth. If an ox gores a man or a woman, so that either dies, then the ox must surely be stoned, and its flesh must not be eaten, but the owner of the ox will be acquitted. But if the ox had the habit of goring, and its owner was warned, but he did not take the necessary precautions, and then it killed a man or a woman, the ox must be stoned, and the man must be put to death. If a ransom is set for him, then he must pay the redemption for his life, according to whatever amount was set for him. If the ox gores a son or a daughter, the owner will be dealt with according to this rule: If the ox gores a male servant or a female servant, the owner must pay thirty shekels of silver, and the ox must be stoned. If a man opens a pit, or if a man digs a pit and does not cover it, and an ox or a donkey falls into it, the owner of the pit must repay the loss. He must give money to its owner, and the dead animal will become his. If the ox of one man injures the ox of his neighbor so that it dies, then they will sell the live ox and divide its proceeds, and they will also divide the dead ox. Or if it is known that the ox had the habit of goring, and its owner did not take the necessary precautions, he must surely pay ox for ox, and the dead animal will become his."